welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBed. Uh, no funny intro this time, Kev. I'm here with Kevin Connor. Straight to business. Straight to business. And we got some business. And business is booming, if you know what I mean. I don't. Um, but I do have some business that I wanted to bring up. Because there's a, there's a little band that I love. One of my favorites. Uh, and they're trending on TikTok right now. Yes. And it's the Mountain Goats. Yes. You know, they've been played on this podcast previously. Uh, recently, I haven't been able to because they're too big for me now. I love this band. Obviously, I see a lot of people having the same experience that I went through where you're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, this band I love is uh, is trending. But I guess I... Are you this cool, one are you cool really... with the way that they're trending? I'm totally fine with it. Oh, should we talk about that first? Like, what the trend is? Yeah. Because... Okay, it's their song No Children, uh, which, like, Kyle and I joked about No Children being our wedding dance song <laughs> because it's, like, it's weirdly a special song to our relationship. We both love it, and it's, like, it's about, like, the worst divorce, and it's the most depressing song, and, like, that's sort of what's great about it is it's so dark that it's, like, funny, you know? <laughs> and yeah. um it's the part where he says, I am drowning, there's no sign of land. You're coming down with me, hand in unlovable hand. You do a whole thing like you're drowning, like I saw someone doing it in like where it looks like you're drowning in a coffee mug and then you put a hand up and go. And so I'm like I saw people being like oh I don't know how to feel because my favorite band is now like trending. I saw this girl who was like I tend to gatekeep everything I love and not tell people about it. But let me tell you now, the Mountain Goats are a band. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, I was listening to Mountain Goats where you were in diapers, kid. Uh, just because I think it's funny <laughs> seeing people who are like 20 be like, oh, let me tell you about the Mountain Goats. And I'm like, you're, you're a new fan anyway. Like, you, you don't have the experience that I do. But then again, I don't have the same experience. But... All this to say, I'm I'm very happy for them, and uh, I I don't claim any sort of hipster. I knew them first because I think I think that's all irrelevant these days, and I kind of love that the sort of like redemption of TikTok, uh, and not just TikTok, but just like the sort of redemption bands get in the internet age where like. This song came out in 2003. Did you realize that? No children. No. The song God, honestly, I like I knew it was Mountain Goats, but I did not have that context that it's 18 years old. Yeah. 2003. So that's what I'm like it's kind of amazing that music that old can get like bands can have success over something like that was largely unlistened to maybe when it came out. I don't know if that's the case with this, but I just mean I feel like there's this sort of second chance of things that maybe weren't appreciated when they came out that it doesn't matter when it came out. Now it could get famous. Look at that pavements. A uh, number one song is like a B side now. And it was just some random B side, but it got the most plays on Spotify. And so 
Luke, I'm going to say something that might bum you out, but you have to imagine that whatever person put that song on TikTok, the Mountain Goat song, yes, probably heard it from their parents. <laughs> That's possible. Right? I, I don't mean, know, though. You got, if it came out in 03 and, like, you know, you had some <laughs> kids in, like, 05, they're, like, a teen on TikTok. I I don't buy it. I think it was someone in their forties, <laughs> just personally. Okay, I I'll let you cling to that. No, I just mean I think it's. I just don't don't buy the whole TikTok is for the youth thing. That's what I'm saying. Is like uh, most of the people I see on there are old. <laughs> a thing many old people have said. I think we're on a totally different side of TikTok than like the general populace because like i get yeah, on, yeah, i sure. get on like dm for D uh tiktok a lot we've discussed how I'll, we always get pens like fancy pens on tiktok and like yeah. i don't i don't think that's tiktok's main audience i, think I don't get that i don't even really have a feed because i don't check it but uh <laughs> but no this like i mean yes this we're we're probably on a more like alternative tiktok yeah. This was like like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman tweeted out like I love that the mountain goats are trending, and then like John Darnielle like retweeted it, being like, yeah. "Oh my god, I need to like speak to my younger self." But um, but no, I just uh, it's awesome. Yeah. By the way, Pavement's coming on tour, uh, in 2022. Ooh. Very excited for that. They're coming to the Masonic next September. But Pavement was, I was reading this article a couple years ago about how Harness Your Hopes, it was a B-side on Bright in the Corners, and it's their number one song on Spotify, just for whatever reason. So I just like that in the internet age, this sort of redemption, uh, and they're like, give us your trash, give us your discarded B-sides, and we'll turn it into something cool. So there you go. You love it. All right, well, let's get into some new songs. I got a good one to start the show with. I'm excited. Hold on, Kev. Do you feel that? Hold on. Look at. I've got a. Uh, I've got a glass of water, on my desk here, and, d- gosh darn it! If there isn't a ripple being caused by some vibrations, <gasps> like some large creature. Is taking footsteps. Oh, chaos you know theory. why? Jeff Goldblum. Life will find a way. Life will find a way. And I think it's because the next band that I'm going to play is a big scary monster. It's me, Rex! <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. They're just a band. They're not a big scary lizard who's going to eat me. It's me, Rex. They're oh, back, baby. Thank God. How did I not see that coming? How did I yes. ever think we could get a single episode without you talking about me, Rex? No, nope, like I say, I just stopped. <laughs> I I say like my tone does not express my excitement. Hell yeah, let's hear some new me, Rex. Yeah, yeah, like I just stopped talking about Mega Bear, and now they're doing something new. So great. Um, but this is a great day because they're back, and they uh, this is getting me to dig into some old older me rex pre mega bear because i only knew their mega bear work but uh before they put that out they had released a couple of eps 
all with dinosaur names. You love it. Gotta stay on brand. They had the Stegosaurus, the Triceratops, the Woolly Mammoth, the Woolly Rhino. Stegosaurus is the coolest dinosaur. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited for Pterodactyl, which is this (gasps) new EP. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. I take it. Pterodactyls are much cooler than Stegosaurus. Right? Stegosaurus? I don't know. Whatever. It's cool. I don't know. Stegosauruses are pretty cool, but pterodactyls, come on, baby. They can and, fly. Uh, yeah, and they uh, released the first song from Pterodactyl, which is called Never Graduate. And, oh boy, this uh, this song is great. It's super catchy. has a great chorus part that's going to get stuck in your head for sure. And uh, Miles said this about the song. Never graduate is about the fear felt while moving into a new phase of life. The feeling of unreadiness for inevitable change. Relationships that are shifting from simple circumstantial bonds to obligations of structured support. Hesitancy to move on to something new at the cost of the exclusion of all other possible futures. So that's definitely a uh, feeling I can relate to, you know, that moment in life where uh, you have to weigh all these decisions and... uh, it's a powerful feeling they're capturing here. And this song is just a burst of energy. It is a delight to listen to. And it's a perfect example of the pop heights that this band can go to. And it's a bit of a return to form because this is what they were doing before. They make this big splash with Mega Bear, which is this innovative, serious project. But then now... These songs feel a little looser, a little bigger, and a little poppier. And so I think uh, I think it's a sound we can definitely get on board with, Kev. Hit me. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's take a listen to Me Rex with Never Graduate.
You know, I gotta give that a hot diggity dino dog. Hey, dino dog, baby. Uh, you that, better. That rules. It, you know, I'm... I listened to Mega Bear a ton. I've listened to your resequence. I gave my own a shot and uh, failed spectacularly to put anything better together. But that's cool to hear them on like a you know a full track that's yeah. just like them jamming away. I love the oo oo oo's. It's uh it's mm-hmm. just a really cool, really fun sounding track, and it's got that like. Like accents and singing, like is always weird, right? Because they tend to kind of slip away but like you can very much tell yeah. this is like a english band like singing away and it's pretty, oh yeah it's pretty cool miles keeps that accent strong for yeah, sure absolutely uh, which it's very fitting for their yeah like i feel like his the way he sings is just perfect for this type of music uh and the lyrics i love did you catch yeah the party's never over <laughs> i was listening along and like laughing at some of the lyrics they're really they're really clever yeah, but then there's like devastating ones like uh do you ever feel like you burn a hole through every place you go or something like that? I'm like, I do feel that, Miles. You got How did you know? How did you know my thoughts? And um obviously a lot of this a lot of it hits very close to home for me. Too. What if what if as much time as you spent obsessing over me, Rex, they've spent that amount of time obsessing over you? <laughs> I would be very surprised. A little um, disturbed, because, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. I'd be like, how did you get these pictures? <laughs> I didn't notice you in my backyard. But, um, I mean, I can dream. that That's the dream right there. <laughs> uh, but something I wanted to say about Miles' lyrics, too. Like, you're saying there's some great lyrics in there. Um, they there is a lot of like, like I said, the party's never over comes back. I was listening to this old song. It's like their first song on Spotify called flood. And there were a lot of the mega bear lyrics in that song, which I felt was sort of interesting, like sort of repurposing it. Um, and, uh, so I think it's cool. Now there's like these sort of like Easter eggs connecting like all the bands, different projects. Uh, and, uh, there's just a, a couple other lyrics I want to bring up. The song after this one, uh, the lyric is like, everyone I know is evil robots or something like that. The lyrics are just all so great throughout the album. And uh, he does the thing on Mega Bear where he speaks to himself in the third person, like, Miles, you need to do this or you need to do this. And uh, it's kind of cool because I've, I'm a songwriter myself and I've definitely written ones that are like, giving myself advice you know like separating from yourself yeah and so i love just like him talking to himself as this omniscient narrator like giving him the way to go or whatever you know and uh so the just everything that was great about mega bear you can hear it here even though they're sort of going back to the style they were trying before doing this bigger uh poppier band sound and you know that's why the project expanded was like, cause miles was doing it by himself at first. And then he's like, well, how am I going to play these songs? You know, and like expanded so he could do the bigger sound. And so it's just great to hear it, uh, on here. And the whole EP just keeps that energy going and is amazing throughout. Yeah. I'm excited. That's that rules. Hell yeah. That was me Rex with never graduate 
from the Pterodactyl EP that is out February 4th, 2022 via Big Scary Monsters. <gasps> Have we had a... That might be the first 2022 release we've had. Oh, Luke, you beat me to it. Yes. Chalk it up. I'm, I'm going to write it on movie. the chalkboard that I keep above my computer. I caught you slipping. Caught me slipping. God damn it. Well, Luke, <laughs> listen. It's good to be back. It is. Even though I haven't gone anywhere, it's good to be back. I was going to say, what are you talking about? That's the sentiment of the first artist I've got today. Uh, nice. They've shared the first single off their upcoming 2022 album. Their seventh to date. Whoa. I am, of course, speaking of Britain's own metronomy. Oh, yeah. of course you are. Uh, Joe Mount, the band's lead singer, songwriter, and singular permanent member, who has also written and produced for our favorites, uh, Robin and Jesse Ware. So, wow, huge credentials. Uh, marks this album as the end of an era. While a lot of the big players in the electronic, pop, alt-rock music scene have kind of fell to the wayside, Metronomy is still going strong. Their last album, 2019's Metronomy Forever, was on my end of year list, and it's an amazing project. I listened to it again today. It rules. Uh, and I'm looking forward to their newest project, Small World, which comes out next February, in the year of our Lord, 2022. So, uh, speaking about being a musician that's growing older, and I'm doing big air quotes as uh, Joe Mount is only in his late 30s, he had this to say, Whatever album you're currently making is the one you're oldest for. And I've always joked that when I get to the point where I don't see any young people at the front of our gigs is when I will give up. And while he's been <laughs> preoccupied about his age for the past few records, there's an entire new generation growing up with his music getting passed down. He had this to say, I like the idea of making a proper kind of record that's, quote, grown up. Uh, this project is filled with platitudes and catchphrases like things will be fine and I have seen enough and uh, the song I'll be playing today. Which are musings of someone reflecting on society and themselves, something Mount did a lot of in 2020 when, his, when this album was getting put together. But this song I've got today is poppy, it's upbeat, it's reflective, and it does a lot of heavy lifting. But most of all, it's just a great return for Metronomy. And I'll echo the sentiment of the song title. So let's give a listen to It's Good to Be Back. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'll give that a lordy lordy berry gordy baby that was bouncy and fun with some like you said some great platitudes that uh were very reassuring and calming so i appreciated that as well uh like what a great time it is to be alive yeah what it's, you say? it's kind it? of nice uh it's good to be back but there's i mean there's so much other throughout yeah. It's nice to have kind of a figure that like has existed in the like alternative rock pop electro universe. Just be like, everything's all right. We're good. Yeah. Just keep yeah. on going. Like Right. Yeah. That's great. Um, I love this band. Actually, I did lose track of them for a while because I heard them back in like 2013 and heard The Look, which is like their number one song off of English Riviera. Yeah. Very catchy jam obviously what got me into them um but yeah i haven't listened to as much of their stuff and i really i'm mad i missed metronomy forever i love the album cover it looks great i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that one so i'm glad you told me about that and got these this band back on my radar because i need to check that out and check this new stuff out yeah the english riviera actually they put out a 10th anniversary edition this year oh Nice. So that's also really cool. And it's it's not like a huge like multi disc spanning uh deluxe. Like it's it's got a disc too with just some like outtakes of some songs. But yeah. Really still a solid album. Like I listened to Metronomy Forever and then English Riviera today and I was like, Man, what a like what a solid lineup of albums. I'm really excited for this new one. It's uh it's gonna be something to look forward to in the depths of winter when it comes out hell February. yeah <laughs> so that was metronomy with it's good to be back off of small world out february 18th 2022 via because music speaking of being back and the goodness thereof um, <laughs> not too long ago i was saying hey this artist is back uh, after a bit of a hiatus um, in 2017, 
this artist I'm about to play, Land of Talk, great band, uh, released the album Life After Youth, which was a bit of a comeback at the time. It was like the first one in like seven years, but put this band on my radar and I loved that album so much and was like, oh, what have I been missing all these years? Uh, Land of Talk is the musical project of Elizabeth Powell. And uh, like I said, I got into her music in 2017 with Life After Youth. But then last year, uh, Indistinct Conversations was a great album. I played Weight of That Weekend, which is an incredible song about processing pain and past memories. And uh, that's a lot of what Powell expresses in her music and definitely on this EP uh, that she's releasing that that's in full effect. Uh, This EP is called call me night partner. And uh, so you can tell from that title that she's going to be examining some relationship stuff, some partnership. uh, But also I feel like it's a nice sort of like, a label for what the album can be when you're you got some tea or at night you pop your little headphones in and you're like hey i've got my little call me night partner this ep that i'm gonna listen to <laughs> so i don't know if she intended it that way but nice double meaning there i love the album artwork for, or the the ep artwork for this that's just the sort of two yeah, this, like random ish scribbles that kind of take yeah. the same form and like meet the cross in the middle it I don't know. It feels like very minimal. Yeah. But it gets a point across like you and me, you know, whoever that may be. Right. And we're going to listen to this song moment feed and her signature sound is kind of like the fuzzed out kind of hazy floaty uh, with the fuzzed out guitar. And that's definitely like present here, but I feel like she balances that sort of floaty haze with the driving urgency of this great rubbery baseline. And that sort of duality of the sound I feel like is gets at the, the lyrical content, what she's sort of capturing here, but we will discuss that when we come back. So let's take a listen to land of talk with moment feed.
Wow, an enthusiastic hot diggity dog. That rules. Wasn't familiar with Land of Talk. Now I gotta go back. I want to listen to more. Give it. Give me it. You. Oh, you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy Land of Talk for sure. Five albums, I believe, that you can go listen to. What? Um, which I haven't even heard some of the earlier stuff. And one of the earlier songs played after I listened to this one, and I was very intrigued. I was like, "Ooh, this is like." You know, when you've heard the more like refined, polished version of the person later in their career, then you hear the rougher, earlier stuff. And I'm like, oh, sometimes I like the rougher, earlier stuff better. So I really want to hear Speak to Me Bones off of Applause, Cheer, Boo, Hiss. That rules. (laughs) I want to see that like on my my stereo as like now playing. So right after we're done. For sure. Um, I want to talk about, like I said, the lyrics in here, because you heard that sort of part where it, the music drops out, it gets sort of like the rhythm sort of drops out, and it gets floaty, and uh, she's singing Wings Wide Heavy Water, and I feel like that's such an interesting, it's like vague enough that I, you know, can draw my own interpretation, not knowing if that's what was intended, but picturing like someone with their wings wide obviously but like in water and like trying to fly out of water that's what i envisioned yeah. and this sort of like idea of being ready to soar but being weighed down and maybe that's what she's getting at in the lyrics because the uh the verse the lyrics in the verse are very like I only care about you and i care about nothing else yeah and then it's like i was walking on sunshine and that goes to this wings, wings wide, and I'm like, hmm, maybe that sunshine is not all it seemed. And there's the duality of like, you know, actually feeling that way, but then actually being like weighed down or something. But very uh, interesting, powerful lyrics. Yeah, I mean, sure. that's a feeling that I think most people could associate and relate to, and it's a very uh, powerful imagery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like we were talking about with me, Rex, just like that sort of like giving yourself advice, processing your own experiences and emotions through songwriting. And that's what I feel like sometimes people don't get why you want to listen to music that's sad or painful. But it's like that's the best because that was the person actually like feeling and like actually processing their own experiences and so that's why it feels so real and affecting to us and so that's definitely the case here absolutely i I can't wait to hear more yeah for sure uh there is actually the titular call me night partner single is out now too. listen to that very good and um like like we said you got five albums to go listen to after this very excited so That was Land of Talk with Moment Feed from Call Me Night Partner out November 12th on Saddle Creek. So that's like next week. Yeah. Next Friday. Exciting. don't even have to wait long. Speaking of winged songwriters. Yes. uh, I am going to play a song from Ladyhawk. Oh, nice. I was going to say you got that new rapping bird that I saw on the Today Show. That thing's all the rage. 
how'd you get that on the show? But no, excuse me. What? (laughs) Oh, you didn't see it was like noodles, noodles, the pug, then that incredible rapping bird. (laughs) I know about the pug, but I missed the rapping bird part. I made it up. Fuck. You said a winged winged songwriter. I, 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 bought that completely i was like the rapping bird holy shit maybe i'll manifest it maybe i just spoke it into existence and somewhere there's a bird (laughs) that's learning to rap anyway lady hawk is the alter (laughs) ego of new zealand's pip brown her new ep time flies dropped last month and it's a statement in not only surviving but thriving if uses time intimate... flies like a bird. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> if uses intimate subject matter such as motherhood, mental health, postnatal depression, and recovering from serious skin cancer conditions with upbeat guitar, blood rock, and irresistible catchy electronic elements. The song I'll be playing today, which is the title track of the EP, came from a recording session at the beginning of the project. Quote. I wrote this song in one of my first sessions back in L.A. with producer Tommy English. I had lived in L.A. for a number of years, and when I flew back into L.A. for the first time since moving home to New Zealand, I had this intense feeling of nostalgia. The song is an ode to being back in Los Angeles. This is a cool, anthemic track that I've really been digging, and the whole EP is really solid. There's songs on here that, like, having listened to a bunch, I think might be my new favorite after this one was my initial one. Uh, but don't take my word for this because this song rules. So let's give a listen to Lady Hawk with Time Flies. Call!
Gotta give that a Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Yes. Or should I say Lordy Lordy Birdie Gordy? Because <laughs> it's a bird. You said Time it. Flies. Loved it. Uh, no, I thought this was great. I thought the production was great. Great baseline and very like interesting, sort of like constantly switching, sort of cut and paste style going on that I liked. Um, plus, that chorus was very anthemic, giving me like uh, "Happy Christmas War Is Over" anthemic chorus vibes. Makes me want to like hear a ch- children's choir sing it. I had like a yeah. good sway going on. I had a good like side to side sway going on during that chorus the whole time. Um and yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great, very interesting sound, but super catchy and memorable at the same time. It's a really great EP and this is of course as I said the title track. And uh it's just like it's four really good anthemic like just if they, they rule. Uh, Broods is featured on the last track. I just, uh, I haven't listened to it kind of over and over again. I almost wish I'd caught it earlier because it might have ended up in my uh, list for getting creepy with the EPs. But Kev, I just want to point out that Land of Talk and Mirax and this song, three of the four songs we played are from EPs. So it may be November, but it's not too late to get creepy with the EPs. Never. And it's never and we need to uh get that message out there everybody tell everyone you know it's not too late it's not too late that was lady hawk with time flies the title track off of her recent ep out now via bmg (laughs) ep via bmg so many great letters going on there and speaking of great letters uh this guy uses them to make words and form sentences that are then recorded in a musical format that become songs. And we're going to listen to one of those songs right now. This is a great artist that I played again back in 2017. I guess this is the revenge of 2017 right now, uh, or just release schedules working out. But uh, this is young gov and this is the project of, Ben Cook, formerly of the band Fucked Up, and he releases music under Young Gov, which is more his uh, more personal music. It's his outlet, and uh, he, I played the single in 2017, It Could Be Me, and it was cool hearing someone who came from a band Fucked Up who is, like, known for the singer screaming. It's very, like, hard rock to hear him doing a sort of like bouncy, sunny kind of psychedelic type indie pop sound. And, uh, I think it'll follow up that last song we just heard very well. Uh, in 2019, he released gov one and two, which have you heard any of this? Yeah. I, I looked it up because that name was familiar and I had gov two saved my library and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, now he's getting ready to release gov three and four. Oh, um, a, a double? A double. Another double. So similarly, he released Gov 1, then Gov 2, then like released them together. And so uh, Gov 3 is coming out in March, and then presumably Gov 4 will come out, and then they'll come out together as a double album. Uh, wow. But 
the story behind uh, these albums is very interesting because he was on tour when COVID hit and then just took this long sojourn with his band members. Uh, they were just on the road for like nine months uh, and he was writing music throughout this time. And this is sort of the the period, the strange time that COVID was birthed out of where he was on the on the road uh, dealing with isolation, emotional desolation and existential dread um, in this strange circumstance of the pandemic happening as well. And uh, Ben calls the new album a document of my two years away from the world, my healing. He explains through real work and therapy over a long period, as well as spending many months isolated and alone. I have started to finally assess my true self little by little, and it's reflected in this music. And also he talked about how it was very different uh, for him to write music in this way, where it was kind of more just random. And uh, normally he would be more structured with it. And so it was kind of like a relearning of everything and sort of like dealing with all these, you know, emotional issues in the time, but then like, writing music in this strange way and so i think this will show us uh a different side of gov but still with the signature sound that we've come to expect so let's take a listen to young gov with low low lonely
That's a three-peat. Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. Yes, hat trick. That uh, That's like such a fun like jam bandy, just like head banging like garage tune it's just uh yeah like it kind of just goes on and on and like repeats itself but like not in a boring way it's just you get in the yeah. groove of it and you just keep it keep and it, it going. keeps getting bigger keeps doing another solo yeah. like it just it maintains its bigness and keeps growing and uh it just is exciting and energizing till the end yeah i really liked it that was that was awesome i'm excited now for gov3 yeah and I love talking about like the psychedelicness of it. Uh, it's because he's. I feel like all the pictures are kind of like '90s ish Brit rock type vibes is what it gives me. And then like the Gov One and Two had this like sunflower, bright, colorful, cartoony sunflower type thing. And the cover for this, the album artwork for Low Low Lonely, which I'm hoping it's the one for the whole album, I'm not sure, or maybe he has another cool one planned for the album, but it's just like bright overlapping rainbow shapes it's yeah. just like very like loud and colorful and that's what the music is too, even though he's dealing with some real stuff here you know, <laughs> like that shouldn't be uh, overlooked I feel like the lyrics and like the themes he's tackling are definitely very, uh, very heavy. And, uh, like he's saying, he's been doing this important work in his life and, you know, some, some great revelations I feel like probably came out of that. And so it's like dealing with some serious stuff, but we love that. That's that pumped up kicks experience where you're dealing with heavier stuff in the lyrics and then, but the song is just so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. it's um, awesome. You know what I've been thinking of recently on that note, because I talked about enjoyable, uh, is just I've been kind of breaking things down musically in like appreciate it and like appreciateable and enjoyable (laughs) where it's like sometimes I'm like, I really appreciate this, but I'm not enjoying it. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm really enjoying this, but there's nothing like that I'm going to like dig in to appreciate later. Um, and then I feel like all my favorite stuff, I appreciate it like technically and artistry yeah. wise, but I also just enjoy listening to it. It's, so that's the sweet spot. It's listening to music with like your gut versus your brain. Yeah. But no, I feel like it needs to, the gut and the brain need to work together for yeah. it to really go to the next level. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where like standouts occur. Right. And Young Gov certainly does that for sure on this song. So that was Young Gov with Low Low Lonely from Gov 3. That is out March 11th on Run for Cover Records. Another 2022 release, baby. It's that time of year, man. We're getting there. Well, listen, we're talking a lot of 2022 releases. I'm pulling us back. Bring it back. We have to go back. back. This this was a golden find from my albums I need to listen to playlist, which I've spoken of a few times now that uh, I've been spending a yeah. lot of my time. Good. And this was the album, Good Kids Make Bad Apples, an album from earlier <laughs> this year from the Poughkeepsie, New York band Spud Cannon. Great name. Yeah, fantastic. 
the group formerly students at Vassar College had released two popular among college radio station projects previously 2017's next time read the fine print and 2018 squeeze uh there was a really cool feature they did on consequence of sound about the song that i'll be playing today and i'd love to read an excerpt from that because it genuinely like made me laugh hysterically (laughs) this is from guitarist jackson walker lewis it was spring of 2019 We were on the verge of breaking up, I was on the verge of graduating, and we had no budget for a third album. After every legitimate venue on campus was booked up, we opted instead to throw a secret show in the squash courts at the suggestion of bass player (laughs) Lucy Horgan, who thought the court's location would make it easier to evade security. The show sounded horrible, but during our sound check, I thought the court sounded magnificent. Uh, He continues, I've always adored the Beach Boys wall of sound style, and suddenly the mere thought of recording an entire record on the squash courts consumed our (laughs) imaginations. That summer, we'd hang out at vocalist Meg Matthews' house in Poughkeepsie, write, party, and on the final day of each mini-vacation, head to the courts. We'd wedge a door, wait till after closing time, and then sneak in with all of our gear and record from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. before they opened in the morning. We wanted to capture our live sound, so we recorded together, no metronome, and decided we need to get pure takes of each song. <laughs> just wild. <laughs> it's just absolutely incredible recording process. I love it. Uh, it's very, like, last year of college recording. Yeah, album. right? Just, like, this wild concept like that. The the song I'm going to be playing today was from one of the sessions, and it was the hardest one to record, according to them. It took two separate nights, and uh, they did like 70 takes to get one that they were finally happy with. <laughs> like, does everything not just sound super echoey? <laughs> like, listen, listen, you're going to hear it, and it rules. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, won't, I won't make you wait longer. Let's just get into it. This is yeah. Spud Cannon with Juno.
Gonna give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. A perfect episode. We got stamps on all these songs. Let's go! We brought the heat today, uh, and that was such a delightful, jaunty, punk rock type song, and it was so great. I loved the bass line, and uh, hey, I thought the squash court would be very echoey, but I was wrong. It sounds great. I, I love the concept behind the recording of it, and the result is great. So I'm going to make a bold proclamation on behalf of Spud Cannon. You guys can put this on the back of your next album. The best album ever recorded on a squash court. Yes. Um. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I mean, they should maybe do this too, is like, hey, for all those other bands out there, talk to me when you've made an album in the squash court. Cause that's like yeah some right unique stuff right there. So I think all bands should be following their lead for sure. The whole album's really good. I uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's been one of my favorites that I kind of circled back to from this year. Maybe you know maybe it's gonna be onto your list. Like it's it's grown on me more and more. And like knowing all this like production kind of fun about it, like it's yeah it's pretty good. Um. I really love the title and the album artwork and this song. So I'm like, I really want to visit this album because I might consider it for end of year list as well. Um, but can I just point out, it's interesting, the popularity of the title Juno in 2021, because Black Snar Kids have a song called Juno. Remy Wolf uh, did Remy too. Remy Wolf's yep. album is called Juno. And uh, so I'm like, is this just all the same person? Like they all just know the same Juno or is that name gaining popularity or are they all just fans of that Diablo Cody movie? You know what? It's Best Buy had, you know how they have those like uh, barrels with all the DVDs. Oh yeah. The bargain bin. Just for some reason they had a huge shipment of Juno and like all the other ones have gone left. So those barrels, all Juno, hundreds of copies nationwide. You, you know these songwriter kids they're like i gotta have the like cool dated reference that is like obscure and i'm like reviving it so they're thinking oh i got juno i'm gonna reference this it's gonna be cool so that must be it it's definitely that yeah absolutely so that was spud cannon with juno off of good kids make bad apples out now via good eye records Hey, speaking of Juno, do you know that it's time to talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts? <laughs> did you know that, though? I, I did know that, yes, thank you. Oh, okay, good. All right, first up, I'm excited about this because I didn't even know this was happening. Amy Mann with Queens of the Summer Hotel. Uh, these are apparently 15 songs inspired by the book girl interrupted so very interested yeah uh her last album mental illness is like one of my favorite albums of all time and apparently dealing with some of the same themes obviously with girl interrupted um and the reviews i read are good and i'm very excited because this might mess up my whole list that i have nice and ready to go and then amy mann might come and Fuck it all up. <laughs> you know what, Luke? I, uh, I'm i ready for a fuck up because I like threw together a playlist of like 
one song each from albums that I really enjoyed this year. And I had like 50 songs, right? Like 50 albums yeah. that I've, I've really called like a good album. And I've been trying to narrow it down to a top 10. And like, I've got nine. I've got nine that like, I can a hundred percent say like, you are my, one of my top 10 albums. And I've been really struggling. So like, I kind of need one of these albums to come out of nowhere yeah. and like blow me away. Well, it's always the hardest to cut something, you know? It's like when you get down to that last spot, it's like that's when it gets really hard to yeah. pick because it's like you know you're going to have to exclude something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been working on my list like all year. I've got my top 10 just where I like it, but there's a little room for fuckery. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Um, also, Nation of Language, amazing band that I played on the podcast previously with A Way Forward. Another great band who I played too, Generationals with Ileana. Both singles I've heard from that are awesome, so I'm excited about that. Then Radiohead with Kid Amnesia. Kid Amnesia. Never <laughs> heard of them. Yep. Uh, and they just released that video that I shared in the Discord for uh, <laughs> the new song, Follows You Around, which is like a drone camera tormenting Guy Pierce around his apartment. Very interesting. Directed by Radiohead. It's fun. It's so just, I think, uh, yeah. It just turns out that happened. They just happened to be rolling. Like that wasn't planned. Yeah. That's like, it had nothing to do with the project at all. But yeah, it's like, I believe like B sides and outtakes and stuff from that era, uh, with some unreleased songs. And that was one of the unreleased ones. Uh, then, Serpent with Feet is putting out Deacon's Grove, so I'm assuming it's like a remix album of Deacon, which holding strong on my top ten. I think I got him at either like seven or eight, but Deacon was one of my favorite albums of the year, and uh, so very interested in whatever Deacon's Grove is. What you got? Well, Luke, big release. We have... ABBA with Voyage. Oh, yes. Of course, they are doing their Avatars tour where they're using digital <laughs> versions of themselves to perform live. Uh, I didn't even know. Yeah, this. it's a whole thing. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i engaged to an ABBA super freak, so like it's a, it's a big week. Um, Dude, I am excited for that. I'll take any ABBA you want to give me. It's yeah, like I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what a 2021 ABBA album sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it could be really, really good. Uh, and this week is just stacked. We have Amine yeah. with 2.5, which I loved his debut in 2017. Good for you. Yeah, saw him at Mopop. Uh, he rules. Uh, he put out 1.5 a couple years ago, so I'm not sure. What the relation is with this, but interesting, definitely. What was that one you put out last year? You got that up in front of you? Uh, Limbo. With the magic. (laughs) Yeah. That one was awesome. Yeah. Snail Mail with Valentine. Very excited for a new project from Snail Mail. That album made an end of year list for me once upon a time. So maybe that's the one. Yeah. It's been a while. But the one I'm most confident that I'm going to love, a band that I've seen live and might be one of the best live shows I've ever been to, Parcels, with Day Slash Night. I saw these guys live, tiny venue, it ruled, they were amazing. The opener 
was really bad. That was very memorable. But <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I'm very excited for New Parcels music. Luke, I think you turned me on to them once upon a time, and I've done nothing but consume their music. You're like ordering all their parcels from the United Parcel Service, and you're just like bring them to my doorstep. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's you. And honestly, I, I feel like in the last few weeks, there have been surprise releases. There have been albums that have come out that we haven't shout out. Uh, yeah. Because music is so chaotic at times. So really, the best place to find new music every Friday is the best song ever, Discord. Where Luke For and I sure. and other members of it share what we're listening to. We'll do listening parties once in a while. It really is the place to find all your new music on New Music Friday. So the link to that is available at luke what's the website planetant.com slash best song ever and do you know why it's there on that website it's because we're a planet Ant podcast powered by pinecast so head over to planetant.com check out all the great shows over there um oh i was listening to that new scaring is sharing it was very good i keep plugging them uh because they align with my interests of horror movies but also you got our friends at big dad energy over there oh we shouted out mad women uh because you used a madman quote so that's a good plug for them there you go another one so lots of great shows i want to specifically plug big dad energy and uh co-host joe lopez because he did spooky october and uh, he spooked the hell yeah. out of me with some of those some of those dad talks on Fridays. They yeah. Um, so yeah, can check out those dad talks too if you want to get scared. Yes. Who doesn't? Um, and then of course offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, you got great music, game reviews. Uh, the punk rock scouting report just came out, and my cousin Brian LeBen doing bar none his hip-hop column that'll be out soon so look out for that that's gonna do it for us this week i'm luke leben saying you better check your perspective and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls this is best song ever This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.